In the last episode of Macro Sutra, we looked at the GDP numbers and what they said about growth rates and various sectoral growth rates. We're going to take a step forward on that in this episode, and we're going to use that data to also look at what's happening with savings and investments, and in particular, how households are changing their savings and investment behavior. I'm TCA Sharad Raghavan, Economy Editor at The Print, and we have with us Radhika Pandey, Senior Fellow at NIPFP. Thank you so much, Radhika, for Thank joining you, us. So now, Radhika, let's start at the very basic, which is what is the savings rate and what are the kinds of savings that are included in this? I know that household savings is one big component, but what are the others as well? Yes, so savings rate is uh, when you uh, express saving as a percentage of GDP. Right. So that is saving, that is as a size, as a measure of the size of the economy, what is the uh, savings? So that mm -hmm. is uh, savings rate. Uh, and uh, the national account statistics, uh, the NSO comes up with this data on uh, savings along with the GDP estimates. For okay. example, on the 28th of uh, February, when we got the GDP numbers uh, and we got the first revised estimates for the last financial year, right. we also got the uh, savings number for the last financial year, that is 2021-22. Mm -hmm. uh, and we get savings uh, as aggregate savings and there are three, uh, or, uh, say, four broad components major component is the household sector right. then is the private sector public sector and the general government sector now uh, what we also have is that within private and public sector we are getting the uh, breakup of savings by private financial sector and private non-financial sector I see. similarly for public sector we are getting the breakup of uh, savings by public financial sector and public non-financial sector mm -hmm. and we get savings by general government which is most which is this saving because general government is not saving much they are uh, spending so there the saving number are uh, typically in negative, in negative. Uh, terms uh, so overall the most important component of savings is driven by the household sector and therefore it's very important to talk about household savings where they are investing right. where uh, uh, are they investing more in financial instruments or are they in investing more in say physical assets such as uh, gold or real estate has the pattern changed pre-COVID to post-COVID? These are some of the interesting things that we uh, get to know in this uh, year's data because now we have data for 2021-22, uh, which is the first year after COVID. So right. we can actually see that uh, once uh, there was some sense of normalcy, how did the savings and uh, investment behavior of households respond to that? Right. So now just looking at the broad savings rate before going into the, the various elements of savings, the broad savings rate, how has that changed over the years and what has the pandemic uh, impact been on this? So if we look at a slightly longer uh, term horizon, if we step back a little and look at uh, the early 2000s period, so uh, we had very high savings rate mm -hmm. uh, during uh, the period 2004 to 2010. Those are the high growth high years growth also. High growth phase, normally yeah. the 2003 to 2008 period, uh, the pre-global uh, financial crisis period, we had mm -hmm. uh, high growth rate also. And a very important element of that high growth uh, rate phase was high savings rate. So going by the uh, new revised GDP numbers 2011-12 right. base year, we see that the savings rate peaked at 36.9% in 2010-11. That is the highest savings rate that we have got 
since we have the data for the new base year which is 2011-12 right. so there was an increase so from 2004 onwards we saw an increase which coincided with the high growth phase of the economy mm -hmm. and it peaked at 2010-11 that was the highest level and since then we have been seeing moderation gradual moderation in uh, savings rate which also coincides with a period of uh, slowdown in the economy and high inflation and high inflation so normally we understand the period uh, starting 2011-12 as a period of uh, slowdown and there we also saw uh, uh, slowdown in the rate of savings when we say rate right. we mean the saving as a percentage of gdp mm -hmm. we saw a decline in savings rate uh, and it plummeted to a low of 28.8 percent in the uh, covid year right 2020-21. Mm. Uh, but in the last financial year, that is 21-22, the latest data shows that it has again stepped up a bit to 30%. So okay. there has been an increase and uh, we hope that this uh, increase in savings rate uh, is uh, sustained. Uh, but it's important to look at what is driving this uh, savings rate. Right. But on an aggregate basis, if we talk about the 2004-10 period was a period of high savings rate. Then we saw a period of gradual moderation in savings rate. And then uh, last year, we have again uh, seen a pickup in savings rate. Right. And so now how much does inflation actually play a part in this? And also, overall, is it a good thing that people are now saving more after the pandemic or is it not? Because one could look at it from the point of view that more savings means that people are spending less and so consumption expenditure is lower than it should be but the other side is that people are earning enough to actually save yes. so which is a good thing so right. so to answer this let's look at the you know the three main components and what's happening to the household saving because right. uh, as we mentioned earlier 65% of the overall savings rate is uh, accounted for by households so when we talk about households uh, saving, we saw a big jump in the COVID year. Mm -hmm. That was a part of it was forced also because there was lockdown. There was no uh, avenue to spend. So there were savings. Right. The, there were savings also increased due to precautionary motive where uh, people saved uh, uh, for health emergencies mm -hmm. and to also uh, to guard against falling income, collapse in income due to low demand. So we saw a big jump in household savings. Uh, as a percentage of uh, uh, gross national domestic income right. uh, in 2020-21. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so remember the aggregate savings rate was declining but household savings rate went up went in up. the pandemic year. Uh, but now that in 2021-22 household savings rate has declined. Mm -hmm. Part of it is also because there's spent up demand and people want to spend because in the uh, COVID year they could not spend. Part of it is also because of rising income and part of it is also because of inflation that uh, they had to uh, dip into their savings, the savings and right. uh, spend more because 2021 did see some elevated inflation levels also. So household saving behavior uh, was such that in COVID year there was an increase. Mm -hmm. Normally what we see is household savings rate when we express in terms right. of GDP, it hovers around 19 to 20%. Okay. So 30% the aggregate savings rate out of which household savings rate is around 19 to 20 percent okay. but this jumped up to 22 percent in the covid year i see because of 
with the factor that we've discussed lower right. avenues to spend uh, and higher precautions, precautions and, and uh, collapse and in incomes and so on but now we are seeing one is that there's some normalization because now uh, you know there is there are there is pent up demand mm -hmm. but if we just look at the long term trend what we see is that household financial household savings have in fact declined because i see uh, uh, even after accounting for the fact that there is pent-up demand and all of that, uh, all those things, but still, if we look at the long-term trend, because what we have been seeing is that every year there is an increase of around rupees two lakh crore or two trillion increase in right. household saving, but this time around we saw a decline. So that is a thing that is that needs to be investigated further. That why even despite accounted accounting for pent-up demand, mm -hmm. we see a appreciable decline in household savings rate. I see. So basically what has happened uh, post-COVID in 21-22 is that the overall savings might have uh, increased, increased yes. but the household savings has decreased. Declined, yes. So then what are the other uh, areas of savings that have uh, increased then that is accounting for this difference? There is one is the private corporate sector, as we mentioned that, you know, there is public and private. So right. there we see an increase. Uh, in absolute terms, savings has increased, household savings also, but as a percentage of GDP. when we talk in terms of GDP, there mm -hmm. has been a, a decline. And that is, again, if we you know delve deeper, it's mainly because of household financial savings. Right. So household savings are uh, categorized into two parts. One is household financial savings and the other is household savings in physical assets. Mm -hmm. So household savings in financial assets saw a big decline in the uh, uh, year after COVID. I see. So, again, now what would be driving this? Now, people yeah. are putting more of their savings into physical assets as yes. opposed to financial assets? Yeah. So, there are two broad components, household financial savings and household uh, savings in physical assets. Right. When we talk about financial assets, we are talking in terms of bank deposits, mutual fund, uh, insurance, uh, pension and provident funds, small savings. Mm -hmm. These are some and uh, equity and mutual funds. So these are some of the broad avenues. And on the physical side, it is gold and real estate. Real estate. Right. Now, let's first talk about financial savings. In financial saving, as I said, there has been a decline. The overall household uh, savings has declined because of decline in household financial savings. Okay. Whereas household physical saving has increased hmm. as a percentage of uh, GDP. So now what is happening within financial savings? What is happening is that the share of bank deposit has drastically come down. Right. Okay. Because uh, because of inflation and uh, we rem we remember that 2020 and 21 was a period where uh, the deposit rates were low. Yes. So bank deposit as a source of uh, financial saving lost its attractiveness in 21-22. Okay. So if we look at a, a decade period, go back to 2011-12, almost 58% of the household financial savings used to be invested in the form of bank deposits. Right. Now it has fallen to 25%. So there is a big decline and a, part, a major part of this decline, it has been happening, it has been declining mm -hmm. because uh, other instruments are catching up, which is a good thing. But from 2020 to 21-22, there is a big decline from 38 to 25% that decline has happened in 21-22. So this is the decline in bank, bank deposits. deposits. Bank deposits. I see. Yes. So now, so where is the financial savings going if they have hmm. a decline in bank deposits? Exactly. They are going in 
mutual funds they are going in equity and we know that 2021 was a period of stock market boom right there was a stock market rally there was an ipo boom there were uh, the foreign institutional investors were uh, net uh, investing their money mm-hmm. uh, there was um, excess of uh, liquidity in the market so and bank deposits were offering very low return after adjusting for inflation so we saw many people entering into the equity market either directly investing in shares or through the mutual funds route I so see. that is what has happened uh, the share of mutual funds has increased to more than 6% out of the total financial savings right. in 2021-22 from 2%. So there's a 4% jump in just one year from 2020-21 to 21-22. So that is uh, one significant change that has happened in the composition of financial savings. Right. So I mean just to just a, a small recap financial savings as a whole have come down while uh, savings in physical assets have gone up within financial savings bank deposits have gone down whereas mutual funds has gone up yes and uh, equity as well has gone yes. up yes so equity direct equity as well as investments through mutual funds right. again we are investing in equity via pooled investment vehicles in the form of mutual funds, mutual funds. that has uh, increased as a share of overall household financial savings in mm-hmm. 2021 uh, 22 according to uh, data from amfi so amfi is association of mutual funds yes. uh, they say that they have onboarded almost 10 million people into the mutual funds in 2021-22 wow. okay so things like systematic investment plans where uh, they are investing uh, every month that has become a very popular uh, means of savings in right. uh, 2021-22 and even even this year even this year we see that while fpi the foreign portfolio investors have been net sellers but mutual funds have kept the market strong they have supported the market right. and uh, if they would not have supported markets would have tanked further so we see a kind of uh, uh, maturity in investors that mm-hmm. they are uh, diversifying their portfolio households they are not only just investing in traditional saving instruments which is the bank deposit but they are also investing in uh, other uh, instruments uh, primarily uh, mutual fund and uh, equity directly another uh, instrument that has gained prominence over the last few years is the pension and provident fund hmm. which is again which indicates that there is a move towards greater formalization of the economy right another positive thing now in life insurance which is again another prominent source of uh, household financial saving we saw a big jump in uh, the covid impacted year because that time people out of fear they invested in life insurance policy yes. but that interest was not seen to have been sustained in 2021-22 so okay. it has again come down there was an increase in the share of the overall household financial savings going into uh, insurance policies but it has again come down so the two things that have seen an increase is the insurance uh, sorry pension and provident funds and mutual funds and equity, and equity amongst right. the household financial savings right and so now you've actually uh, answered two questions that uh, our audience had sent us uh, so one is that one of the big highlights pre and post pandemic was the performance of our stock exchanges the, yeah. the stock market was doing very strong so now 
what he asks is what was the possible reason for the same and do you think the bullish run will continue in the near future as well now yeah so as we discussed there are some factors which contributed to the bull run wall reorientation of uh, foreign investors from china to india right. we saw a big ipo boom in 20 2021 more than 550 ipos were uh, floated in 2021 then uh, liquidity foreign investment so the stock market was going up and that lured uh, investors first time investors to mm. also seek an exposure in the equity market both through uh, mutual funds and through uh, equity so that is one very important uh, feature that has happened and it has seen to have been sustained this year as well because here, this year as well uh, retail investors participation through mutual fund has remained strong right and the other question is the uh, one of the biggest lessons which the pandemic has taught us is that along with investments you need to also have a comprehensive health insurance policy and life insurance so do you think that although the impact of the pandemic has reduced do you think that this trend will continue in the new future and will more people invest in health insurance but you're saying yeah, that yeah. it's already come down partially yes we have answered this question that it has come down in 202021 uh, 22 and also if we look at you know one very important indicator to assess the uh, usability of insurance is the insurance penetration ratio right which is uh, the ratio of insurance premium to the gross domestic product or gdp and there we have seen that there is has been a steady rise in the insurance uh, penetration ratio in india economic survey also talked about that that it has risen from 3.8 to 4.2% in 2021-22 but it is still below the global average the global average of insurance penetration ratio is 7% in countries like us and uk it is above 10% so there is a scope for uh, you know greater participation of households in insurance policies mm-hmm. uh, what is seen is that they are taken the, just as a source of uh, you know as a saving instrument rather than as a protection health protection instrument so there are a lot of interest for money back policies and endowment policies rather than using them as a, a protection against health so that is the kind of mindset that needs to change to see a sustained participation of households towards life insurance and that right. is not happening we see if we look at a say a 10 year period we see in some years the share of life insurance in the overall mm. household financial saving has increased again comes down again goes up so we have not seen a sustained rise it was just that in covid period there was a jump which was understandable right. but again in the next year that was not sustained right. and now we have uh, an interesting question which is that there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that shows that uh, some of the recovery in savings seems to be in the form of a k shape where people are uh, there's a jump in sales of luxury cars whereas demand for affordable homes is going down uh so is there a way that we can tell this from the savings data that you cite the whether you know which element which strata of society is saving more is it that the rich are managing to save more is it that also the people at the lower end are being able to finally save some more yeah so see there are two things here one is the savings data which comes uh, from the national account statistics the aggregate data and then you have the breakup of that financial savings into bank deposits 
insurance mutual fund that comes from rbi which right. is the uh, flow of financial uh, savings that is coming from rbi uh, now we don't get income wise data on who is saving how much but mm-hmm. it's very uh, it is quite it is possible to link savings with what we are seeing as you rightly mentioned uh, that there has been increase in the sales of high end cars there is increase in the sales of uh, luxury houses that is right. happening uh, and uh, one of the main uh, reason for this is that one is pent up demand mm-hmm. the other is uh, increase in income and we are seeing increase in the demand for mid range and high range houses the right. amongst the luxury uh, houses there is a lot of good data put out by these real estate uh, companies which shows that inventory overhang has gone down inventory I overhang see. has gone down mean that there has been a pick up in both new launches of houses and the sales it's not that houses are being launched projects are being launched and they are not being sold mm. so we are seeing particularly post covid in uh, 2021 and 2022 that launches are being supported by sales also right. and that sales is happening not just in very high ultra rich which is happening definitely but it is also happening in the middle range and one of the main reason uh, is that real estate investment is gaining uh, uh, popularity as a hedge against inflation right okay because uh, the deposits have a uh, deposits depend on inflation if you have very high inflation deposit rate is fixed you might get negative uh, returns we were getting negative returns uh, if deposit rate is 5% inflation is 7% it's a negative return same is the case with gold though even in gold we have seen increase in uh, uh, savings in 2021 but the increase of uh, increase in real estate has been much more than much that much more right if we just talk in terms of numbers there has been a jump of rupees 4 lakh crore in one year in real wow. estate so the wow. data is the gross fixed capital formation in the household and we see that uh, real estate and dwelling that has seen a big jump almost more than 4 lakh crore from 2020-21 to 2021-22 okay so it's driven by multiple factors one is pent up demand one is improved income one is that people are coming back from abroad and they need houses to stay yeah. here they have lost income uh, they have lost their uh, uh, jobs abroad they are coming back so they right. need houses so, uh, and also that it's a best bet against the rising inflation at this point in time so <clears throat> these are some factors that have uh, increase the demand for houses now in this year's budget we saw that pm awas yojana's uh, allocation has been increased, increased. talked about right. so this uh, would give a fillip to even demand for affordable houses as well hmm. even uh, the government's infra push is going to lead to greater demand for real estate so real right. estate demand is likely to stay elevated not only in 2021 22 but also in 2022 23 all right and So now we uh, we've received quite a few questions where uh, you all are asking us for investment advice. I can tell you that we at the print are not going to tell you where to put your money. All we can do is to provide you the underlying facts and where you put your money is up to you. But there is one thing that we can talk about which is that now since May 2022 the RBI has been increasing the repo rate a lot so it's been 250 basis points since then yeah, right. and that's now finally also been transmitted to the deposit, deposit rate so yeah. so your 
fixed deposits and recurring deposits have all become much more attractive. Yes. So, so possibly we can see in the future that money will start shifting back to these instruments. Absolutely. In 2022-23, we should see an increase in the share of uh, deposits uh, because uh, in 21 there was a big jump in inflation and there was no increase in interest in rate interest at rate. all. So uh, we, we saw negative, you know, inflation adjusted returns on deposits were negative. We should see a reallocation. But what is sure is that in mutual funds, in equity, the share is likely to remain uh, elevated because right. now that people have invested, they are likely to stay there. And we have seen that in terms of uh, mutual funds buying activity, they have remained net buyers all throughout each, mostly all months of this uh, uh, financial year 2022-23, despite FPIs turning net sellers. So mutual fund equity is going to take a greater share of household financial saving okay. but deposits will also retain some part so there is going to be some churning and reallocation in 2022-23 as well and amongst the physical uh, savings uh, real estate uh, will, will continue, will continue. Right. yes as of now it will continue right so there you have it uh, post pandemic the overall savings rate has increased but the household savings rate has come down a little bit because uh, inflation started hurting. Within that, financial savings yes. have come down and the shift has been towards things like real estate and gold. Uh, in the near future, real estate is set to still be a place of high demand. People are going to continue investing there. Bank deposits are likely to see more investment because finally the deposit rates are catching up to the increases in the repo rate. Mutual funds and other market-linked uh, investment destinations will also continue being popular. That's all we have for you this time. Thank you so much for watching.